Let's go, team. Let's do it. Are you in there? Scalpel, please. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> This has been so much work. This is all completely rotted out. How does this affect us and how do we move forward? Every room is like, pow, pow, beautiful. It is gorgeous. <laughs> this is how you make a place at home. Making it home with Courtney and Kenny. New season Tuesday, October 11th on HGTV. Well, that's today, Tuesday, October 11th, and it is indeed the debut of season three of Making It Home with Courtney and Kenny on HGTV. Newfoundland's Kenny Brain joined as the show's contractor and partner to Courtney Wilson for season two last year, replacing Dave Wilson. Uh, you remember Kenny from season two of Big Brother Canada as well. Well, it turns out he's also trained in the trades and now finding a home in a different kind of show, helping homeowners transform their living spaces into something special. And he does make a really good argument here. He felt growing up that there wasn't enough in, uh, emphasis on the qualities, the good things there is about studying the trades. It felt like it was always for those who couldn't go to university. And he did both and felt like if he had known younger that studying a trade would be so gratifying, so great that he would have done it sooner. And he feels like people should be getting that message. We should be spreading that message a lot faster to people out there today. I feel like we are a bit these days that we are really putting an emphasis on the trades, but he feels like that's something we really should be doing more of. And he hopes that in his role, he helps do that a little bit. Uh, so how does a renovation show like Making It Home work behind the scenes? What can stand in the way of success? How do you overcome it all while trying to stay on time and on budget and all while the cameras are rolling? Joining me now is Kenny Brain, co-host of Making It Home, with Courtney and Kenny on HDTV. Thanks for your time tonight. I really appreciate you having me here. It's it's always interesting to see a second season when hosts work together because you get the impression that you find you kind of find a groove. And I'm not sure if that's what it was like this year, but just watching that uh, first episode, which is excellent, by the way. Um, how have how have you found it this year? What was it like to go back in with last year behind you and so forth? Well, I think you kind of hit the nail on the head there in that we did kind of, we found our groove. The first season was very much meeting each other. I'm not sure if you're, you know this, but like when I show up um, for the first episode and I walk up to set to the, the homeowner's home, um, that's the first time I met Courtney. Really? In person. Yeah. We did virtual things, right? We That's did right, a lot of, of video and, and we, you know, just did some role playing and all that stuff throughout the, the casting process. But I actually didn't actually meet her face to face until we were about to shoot. So we kind of, you, the viewer, sees our relationship develop throughout the season. And thank, thankfully, we hit the jackpot and, the, you know, won the lottery and that we get along so well. So this season, was just, you know, it's like we collectively took a breath and we really know each other. We know our buttons. We know how to push them. We're having so much fun. So this season, I'm really proud of. Yeah, because it must help too that she had she had experience with it. So she can kind of, because it's hard to do those. I mean, when you watch the finished product, it looks easy, but it can't be, right? It can't be. So <laughs> I mean, be thank nice you, because yeah. obviously we're doing something right if it makes yeah. it look easy, because you're absolutely right. It's the farthest thing from easy. I mean, we're, we have super tight timelines and the, the issues that, you know, arise and the very specific projects that we're doing, you know, whether it's accessibility, whether, you know, it's uh, like a complete home overhaul or whatever it is, um, it, it's not easy to do them in the tight, the tight timelines that we're doing. 
Yeah, I, one of the things I found interesting is is how you how you got the how you got the position, how you managed to to uh, to audition basically. And one of it was that you that you challenge. And I think to make good TV, you have to right. You have to be able. To, there has to be a little bit of tension there too. Absolutely. I mean, nobody just wants to hear two people walk into a room, agree with everything that everybody is saying, and then move on. You know what I mean? Like, I never want to be the smartest person in a room. I want to learn from somebody. Courtney is you know, on top of being an incredibly close friend now and family, I consider, you know, I'm going to be in her wedding. She actually asked me to be, be oh, her flower boy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be a flower boy for the first time. That's new. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I've learned so much from her. So being able to kind of go into this with her background and then feed off of each other has been such a blessing. One of the things I noticed just uh, watching some of last year's episodes, watching the first episode this year, is that you, you might not notice it if, if you weren't paying, look, looking for it, but you do ask a lot of questions. Um, and you get the impression that, that, that the finished product is a reflection of how much homework you've done on the people you're working with right off the bat. I'm, that's, I mean, that's like anything in life, right? I, I think being inquisitive about something that you love or that you're passionate about, or even just people in general, will always leave you off in a better place. So get to know the people that you're working with, get to know the people that you're surrounding yourself with, and it will always equate to a, a better project, a better end game. Is that challenging when you're working with couples? I've noticed that that a number of times, both members of a couple have said, this looks like me. And that can't be easy to do. Yeah. Well, everybody's so different, right? Even, even in a couple, like you said, it's everybody has their own personality and their own wants. And that's kind of the challenge. And that's, you know, a little bit more on, on Courtney's side of things, because I'm just more of a, what do you want me to do? And I will do it. <laughs> but, um, you know, when you walk into a home and you have uh, a couple that says, I, you know, I love color. And the other one says, I hate color. That's, that's not easy, you know? <laughs> When you look at um, at the finished product, and and we know that it's you know it's edited for a certain narrative arc, it has to be to make it. Uh, what happens behind the scenes in all that time? There must be all kinds of challenges for you, especially you having to do the work. And then when you run into problems or things that don't quite go according to plan, you have to you have to act pretty quick to fix them. And absolutely. And like I said, the timelines are really tight and the, all the issues with like supply chains and getting materials and getting people to help me do these projects. Um, you know, when there's changes or there's, you know, issues that arise, um, it has become really, really difficult. Um, and then that's, you know, like you said, there's only 60 minutes that we can put in months of work into. So there is a lot that hits the cutting room floor. Uh, a lot of the work that I'm doing, a lot of the breakdowns that I'm having, um, maybe they'll do like an after dark or something like that. of just me <laughs> having mental breakdowns. I don't know. <laughs> Probably a good idea. Those are always uh, How tough has it been? Because we read a lot about this year, clearly inflation, the prices of stuff going up, uh, supply chain issues. Uh, when you're working on tight timelines, when you have ideas that you want to see happen, when you want to make the people you're working with happy with what the finished product looks like on time, uh, how tough has it been with all the different issues that we're facing these days? Extremely, to be honest, extremely tough. You know, a lot of times we do have a vision and we say, you know, this needs to happen. This is what we want to happen. And then reality sets in and we look at the dollars and cents and the budget that we have to work with in the timeline. And we say, you know what, we're going to have to pivot and we're going to have to figure out uh, an alternative, something that is just as good, but in the same vein, but maybe quicker or a little cheaper because it's, it's been tough. I mean, like shower glass has been a really, right. really tough one. It is like months out and we don't have months. 
So a lot of times we have to, to go back and say, hey, you know what, this would have been great. What's in stock and what can we get right now that's still quality, that still looks great, and that we can get it. Yeah, I, I don't want to give away anything of episode one, but there is a shower glass aspect to uh, to that one as well. Uh, <laughs> yep. I mean, I, I guess I mean these are this is advice that applies to anyone setting off, even if they want to do something by themselves, is go out there and see what's out there first, right? Absolutely. I, I'm I'm in Calgary right now, and I've been here for uh, probably what about three weeks, and I'm in the middle of two projects already. I said I was going to take a little bit of time off. That clearly did not happen <laughs> uh, because it's just so much work to be done out there, and I have a hard time saying no. But this is the thing: we I'm going into these homes, and they say we want to start immediately, and then they say, "Oh, I have this beautiful tile I want to import from the UK," and I'm like, yep. <laughs> yeah. uh, that, the, that 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 word import that doesn't we don't say that here right now because if you want to start right now, these are the options that you have from the stores that we have in stock on floor, or else we have a huge lead time before we can start. You've had a really interesting path to get here because I, I know that growing up in Newfoundland and I've spent quite a bit of time there. I have family in St. John's. Um, oh, no way. Yeah, I do. That, that I mean, you know, being handy is one of those things that you need <laughs> to be. I mean, you can't be, not be handy. But you came around, you sort of came to it in a, in a bit more of a roundabout way. What led you back to, uh, to that kind of work, to construction work? Uh, well, you're right. It was kind of a roundabout way in that, you know, we grew up, my dad was handy. We helped him do things. We were forced to help him do things. <laughs> yeah. Not that I really loved doing it or wanted to do it. It was more of a chore. Um, but unbeknownst to me, that's kind of set the the, the backstage that like laid the, the crumbs for me to get to where I am today and to, to figure out that it was actually what I'm passionate about. You know, I was always creative. I loved working with my hands and sketching and, you know, all that, you know, design, all of those things. Um, but I, I, I don't think trades were necessarily pushed in school. They weren't framed up as something that you did. It was actually, to be quite honest and frank, it was something that you did if you couldn't do university. That's how I was presented and with the trades. So I did university. I went to university. I got a degree. I went and worked in a business. I was doing business development and marketing for some startups in Montreal and realized that it really truly wasn't for me. So behind my dad's back, I said, you know what, I'm going to go to trade school and I'm going to be a carpenter. And I went to trade school and it is the best decision I have ever made. It gives me all of the outlets, the creative outlets, you know, gratifying work that I do with my hands that I have a tangible product at the end that I can be proud of. So it's the best decision I've ever made. It's it's odd that it's not pushed, and and it's and it's it's only seems to be pushed sort of in one way too. And you're right; it's it's often said as something you fall back on. Uh, but I don't know anyone who has a trade now is not happy happy about it these days. I mean, the construction industry is booming. It's incredible. It's good money. You know, it's working with your hands. It's being proud of what you do. And you're right. I don't know one tradesperson who isn't doing well and happy with what they're doing. Um, and a lot of people actually, you know, come out of university with a bunch of student loans. I unfortunately did as well. <laughs> but, you know, a lot of people come out of trades with no student loans and they already make great money. So it is such a great route to take. I just think it needs to be framed up better in, you know, the younger grades. Yeah, no pun intended. Uh, as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I just talk about, I mean, the, the variety of representation. I know that on Big Brother, um, you know, you come out, you came out on Big Brother. I remember that. Um, and mm -hmm. just, just for, for, to, to, to provide that sort of role model that props you probably didn't have. I certainly didn't have growing up watching building shows, whether it was this old house or anything like that. It was never talked about. Um, it must be, it must be an important part of, of what you feel like you're, you're doing as well. 
it is and it isn't, to be quite honest. Um, you know, I never set out to be a role model. You know what I mean? I never set out to say, I want to, uh, you know, stand up on a podium and scream from the mountaintops kind of thing. Um, all I ever really wanted to do was do something that I loved and be my, the happiest I can be and the most genuine person that I can be. Now, in saying that, do I think representation absolutely matters and is absolutely imperative to have? Yes. I did not see myself on TV growing up, like you said, you know, especially in this industry. So if I'm doing what I'm doing and I'm happy and I'm supported and somebody sees that and it resonates with them, then I am so honored. But that, you know, it wasn't something that I set out to do. Yeah, I, I guess the proof is in the success, right? I mean, that's that's really what it boils down to. If you do it well and people enjoy the show and you enjoy doing it, then therein lies the success. Newfoundland's had a tough fall. Um, I, I know oh, that yeah. must have, you haven't been home for a bit, I know, or you might've been home since we, since I last was reading about it, but, uh, that must've, that must've hit you, uh, just the, the Fiona, the Fiona stuff. Absolutely. I mean, the devastation that occurred in Newfoundland was just off the charts. Um, and, and, and there's places in the Maritimes that still don't have power. I think PEI is still without power, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Parts of PEI. So it really did hit her home. Thankfully, most of my family was on the East Coast and they weren't majorly affected. But I mean, the, the, the people and the connections that you have on the island, obviously, it's, it's a small place. So I know many people who were and it has just been heartbreaking. So this show, what, what can viewers expect this year that may have been a little bit different from last year? And what are you most proud of uh, that emerged from season three? Um, I mean, I, the designs and the actual projects themselves are just bolder and they're bigger. And the homeowners that own the homes have such a, like a diverse, beautiful, intricate background. So their personalities really shine through. But I think the thing I'm most proud of is honestly my relationship with Courtney. It really has bloomed this season and evolved from the first, well, the first one I was involved with. Um, and it's just... I think that really translates. I think it translates to a better show. I think it, uh, it translates to better projects. Um, you know, we connect better, therefore we, we produce better. So I'm really, really proud of that. Yeah, and it's not always a given in these circumstances, right? I mean, people think there's chemistry, but sometimes there isn't. You can't really fake the chemistry. Uh, you can try, <laughs> but it doesn't work. Yeah, I do. I, and you know what? Like, I think people have tried, but you know, the viewer is smart. The viewer will know whether it's real or not. So I do think that... You know, we won the lottery in that we were placed together. And like you said, it just so happened that I pushed back. And that's what, uh, you know, intrigued Courtney. So um, we just worked really well together. And I'm just I'm so thankful that it worked out the way it did. Well, Kenny, congratulations on season three. I know viewers will, will enjoy it. It's a it's a good it's a good watch, as we used to say back in my house. In Montreal. <laughs> and thanks so much for your time tonight. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me.